Hello. Hi. How's Bodhi? She's really poorly, so there's no point in not, it's not dramatic. She's just got croup. So she's really, 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 really poorly. Um, but she's not as poorly as she was on Saturday night. So that's a good thing. Um, I'm just very tired, really. And I've got, I'm covered in a rash, head to toe. Like it started on my back and then it moved down onto my stomach and then it moved up onto my chest and now it's on my legs and it's so itchy. And I went to the doctor this morning and they were like, you need an antihistamine, but there's nothing we can do. And I was like, I'm already taking an antihistamine. It's just not going anywhere. I was like, it's spreading. And they were like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. I was like, fucking hell. Well, with me today. How are you, Emsky? I am very well. I'm in Edinburgh. Your um, hotel room looks really pretty. It's very nice. Oh, it's lovely. It's well nice. Okay. Let's get to the questions. Is there anything on the live? Sorry, we're late, guys. Emma thought it was at five because... Yeah, that was completely my fault. I was just sitting <laughs> chilling out. And then I was like, I hadn't even checked into this room yet. I was still sitting in Amelia's room. <laughs> I love it. Um. Right, okay. Hit me with anything on the live or we'll jump straight in. Cool. Okay. Yeah, sorry, there's nothing. I will. <laughs> sorry if you guys can see gravy on my top. That's what happens when you stand over a pot of gravy dipping That's chicken. That's Ron. Yeah, for Ron. Just some suckers suck my jumper. Did you used to do that at school? Just sit there and like suck your whatever. It's so weird. Um, okay, Emily Jade, two questions, please. One, the stairmaster, I've never used it, but would it be beneficial to incorporate it if I want to build my lower body? If so, would this be more beneficial on an upper body day for it not to interfere with the workout done on a leg day? Okay, the Stairmaster, two things. One, it's very, very hard at first. So don't expect to just jump on there and be bashing out 20 minutes because you won't. Um, so you really are going to have to build up into it and adapt to it. And then once you're adapted, you'll be able to do it forever. Although I strongly suggest that you don't. Um, I would say it's probably better to do it. Well, it, it doesn't really make a difference um, whether you do it after upper body or after leg day, I'd probably just do it after a leg day. So then you get some good recovery, especially if you're not adapted to it yet. Um, and, but it doesn't really matter if you want to do it after upper body and lower body. And lastly, it's not beneficial for somebody who's already training lower body to do the stairmaster. Like you're kind of already doing what you need to do in that. And I wouldn't worry about cardio and, and uh, hypertrophy or hypertrophy. However you feel like saying it. Uh, Emma, any thoughts on the Stairmaster? No, I mean, I think it's a great cardio exercise, especially if you don't hold on or like do hold on for safety, but like don't put any like weight on your arms. Um, You'll find it's really, really tough and it gets you out of breath very quickly. And it's a really good like cardio burner. I also think it's quite unique in the way that you can do it and you get very out of breath, but it's not, what am I trying to say here? But you know, when you're running, it's like, it's kind of uncomfortable because you're moving it's fast. Or even when you're cycling, it's like you're moving quite fast. You can move slowly, work hard and get out of breath on the Stairmaster in a way that's quite unique. Yeah, I like it because I'm I'm so adapted to it now that it's kind of annoying because it was that one that really, really challenged me and it really doesn't anymore. Like so much so that I now end up doing hit on it. 
<laughs> and even that, like I was doing it today and I was like, wow, I have literally been on full speed running for over a minute. And then I was like, so fit. But I swear to God, if you make me run out, like if you make me run on a treadmill, I'll be like, <laughs> so, it, you know, um, but I, I agree with Emma. There's something about the fact that it's moving and you have to keep up with it. It almost makes it, I think, psychologically easier in a way than a lot of other cardio machines and methods. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, it might just be a preference thing. But yeah, I agree. It's not going to, you know, if you're already doing squats and loading your legs, it's not going to really help with hypertrophy. But it's still a good form of fitness if you want to do it. Low impact as well, which is nice. Low impact. And actually, you know, for me, walking on an incline, because I do have a logotic spine and sometimes I get a a little bit niggly with it. Sometimes I do stupid stuff that aggravates it. So for me, it's preferable to walking on an incline, which obviously changes my posture. So there are are loads of benefits to it. And as I said, low impact, which we both love, especially when it comes to aging and recovery. Um, okay then she says two mobility classes are these a good idea on rest days to support muscle growth so again mobility classes are great and I'm happy for you to do it if you feel like that's something that you would benefit from and your lifting would benefit from and your recovery would benefit from but it's not really about growth Uh, it's not going to have any impact on on muscle growth then she says I won't be able to make the live because I'm four hours ahead but I'll be listening first thing in the morning on my dog walk enjoy your dog walk great anything on the live yes okay I'm gonna jump to this one because it's relevant hi both just to jump on the cardio after weights question Chloe just answered would you always do weights first and then cardio or would you do cardio first and then an upper day you do whatever the modality of training is the goal first so if you're training for a marathon or I Let's just let's just take marathon training out of it because it's very specific. But if you're training because you want to get more cardiovascularly fit, because you're doing couch to 5k or whatever, um, and this is like a big goal for you, or you're doing some kind of cardiovascular dependent event, whatever it is, do the cardio first and then the weights. If you're here for physique, always do lifting first and then do the cardio because lifting's going to take a lot more out of you in terms of your central nervous system. And also, uh, to be totally honest, just you'll need to pay attention. Um, yeah. And and when it comes to cardio, you you know, doing 20 minutes fast-paced walk on an incline treadmill is fucking fantastic, and you really don't have to put that much effort into it. Emma, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, totally agree. I think a lot of it's concentration span and just how long you've been in the gym and then you don't want to be getting to the end of your workout not really concentrating and lifting weights like it's better to do that first the only slight caveat I would say is like especially this time of year where it's freezing get to the gym do a bit of cardio as a warm-up I I don't even really call it cardio it's such that you know I'll, I'll walk on the treadmill reply to tags and then go do my weights but only to like physically warm myself up so just make sure you're not going in cold is basically Mm. if you're like oh I'm doing some cardio to improve my cardiovascular fitness I agree with with Chloe like do that cardio like after your weights assuming that the goal is physique one more aside point on what Emma just said and this is very new discovery for me (laughs) and I do cardio and lifting like every time I'm in the gym and have done for years but 
something which I didn't realize would be a great hack, which has ended up being a great hack. Cause I basically, I couldn't be asked to do a workout like a couple weeks ago. And I was in a bad mood. I hadn't really slept. I was not feeling very well. I've got a lot of stuff going on right now in my private life. And I was like in a really, I really fucking couldn't be asked to try to wait lift. So I got, I made myself get to the gym. And then once I was there, I was like, I just made the decision. I'm not going to do a lift. I'll just do some cross trainer for 10 minutes, just 10 minutes. I'll sit downstairs, order a coffee and do some work, right? 10 minutes of music, like on the cross trainer, I got off and I went straight into the lifting, the weights room, and I did a big lift, great lift, went back, finished another 10 minutes on the cross trainer, then went down to the sort. But it is a nice hack. First of all, just get to the gym, even if you only do 10 minutes on the cross trainer, for example. Then stick your music in, give that 10 minutes, you know, just of movement or whatever you're doing. You might be surprised that your body just pulls the energy out of its ass and off you go. So that's something that I've started doing when I can't be asked to train. And it's so far, a hundred percent success rate, and I think I've already done it three or four times. So, just a bit of a random anecdotal hack that I think might help you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we've spoken about this before of just like almost tricking yourself to go, like just go do ten minutes. If you want to leave after that, leave. But you never yeah. do. You're like, I'm here, so I may as well do a little bit more. And then actually, even if you did leave after ten minutes, still ten minutes more than what you would have done anyway. So it's like when whatever, but like Chloe saying, like that literally never happens. You're like, well, I'm at the gym now. May as well do a bit. And then you've got one session or one exercise done. You're like, actually, I wouldn't feel so bad doing just one or two more. And then before you know it, the full session's done. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'll just do one set. And then you're like, oh, it's only two more. And then I can leave. And then you do, and then you're like, well, I've done quads. So I should probably do some hamstrings. And it's true. Like it can have like quite a nice ripple effect. So psychology, guys, don't discount it yeah um okay helen hi clamor i'm loving this round despite the scales not shifting much i'm very sure and not a lot to lose anyway my question is about foam rollers i have a very tight left quad due to a childhood problem with my hip and today at the gym i found a foam roller and gave it a go is it just an easy way to massage yourself or is there more to it than that both benefits and technique um, if you have a tight muscle or you have, I mean, yeah, I think it can help loosen it up, but I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, Emma, what are your thoughts on a foam roller? <laughs> I'm just going to throw it to you. Um, I think people used to say it was like fascia release, which it's not, um, I think it's largely a waste of time, if I'm honest. They've got real popular, I think there's a huge placebo effect because it's painful. And when something hurts and you can feel it, you're like, must be doing something, right? Like we all fall for it. We're all like, oh, doms must mean I'm building muscle, even though you know it doesn't necessarily. Like Chloe and I still do, you know, like we know better and we're still like, it's a bit satisfying knowing that you've you've like worked that muscle because it feels sore afterwards when it might actually just be under recovery, right? And I think the same sort of thing, honestly, with quite a lot of massage is that because it's painful, you think it's doing something. Now, do you know what? Try it for a couple of weeks, see if it helps. If it makes you feel better, why not? Or all you're wasting is a little bit of time. Um, But I do think it's silly when people spend, you know, if you're like, I've got an hour in the gym and I'm going to spend 20 minutes foam rolling, like that's a waste of time. I ain't got time for that. But if you do 
it's not James, going to do James is in the gym. He swears by the foam roller. And he's in the gym four or five days a week, foam rolling away for longer than he does his workout. And every fucking day, that guy wakes up and is like, I'm so sore. Which I just think goes to show him, like, but he loves it. I mean... It's, it's, I, if, I, he wasn't, if he wasn't sore, he probably wouldn't bother with the foam roller. You know, like, it's like... Yeah, I think it's like also just like a pseudo type of stretching, like you're kind of just stretching around on it, you know, moving around. So yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, Heather. Afternoon, ladies. Joining you from Norway, where my husband and kids are skiing, and I'm enjoying some R and R at the hotel. How lovely! Um, trying not to eat everything at the buffet breakfast and buffet dinner, but also enjoying the occasional sweet treat. Well done, nailing the balance. I would say, honestly, I think that is probably one of the hardest tests is yeah. all you can eat options or when you feel like you're getting something for free or, yeah, like you want to make the most out of it because it's not always going to be there. Like that's such a good test of your relationship with food. So well done. Especially when you're skiing and it's cold and if you have actually been active and on the slopes all day, I mean... I speak from experience that like falling into hot comfort food is very real. Um, okay, Samantha Johnson. Hello, hello, I'm struggling. I keep putting together, what's that? Oh, it's Bodie's ball. She likes to play football, carry on. I keep putting together two or three good days and then fall off the rails. I really want to lose fat and get to a healthy BMI. I am generally pleased that over the last year, I've only gained a few kilograms. So I think I could do maintenance, but keep losing the momentum and motivation for fat loss. It's been two years and I just want it done. Advice, please. There's a few ways we can tackle this. Um, one of them is we really force buy-in and we maybe put you on lower calories. I know that sounds funny. This is... That sounds counterintuitive, but I'll, there are a lot of options here and I'll talk you through them and you need to pick the one which most applies to you. Or if you want to cherry pick, cherry pick. Um, we put you on lower calories. We give you a specific amount of workouts per week um, and specifically set. And we basically just kind of push you and steer you to recommit, um, get back into the swing of it, get some quick results quickly and then we ease up the reins and we bring you into maintenance. Now, for some people, that's the worst idea in the fucking world. But for other people who only have a little bit left to lose and are kind of flailing a bit, it can be a really nice thing, like a push month. I just that want to say, though, because I agree, this can work for some people. But most people hear that and think, yeah, I'm up for it. I can do it. And they're not. And it is the worst thing for them. No, yeah. I don't know whether it is or isn't. And like Samantha, you I know you've got other stuff going on in your life at the moment. So this might be the worst possible thing you could do. It yeah. might be, but we just need to figure that out. But most people that are in this position are like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. And it it doesn't So I give it when I when I do one-to-one -one stuff, I give clients this option towards the end. And I would say 50% of the time it works and 50% of the time it fails. Um, and it really, and, and to be honest, it's my job as a coach when to say no and to draw the line with the client. Samantha, the reason I'm even suggesting this for you, and it is a controversial option, the reason I'm suggesting it for you is because as Emma touched on this things going on in your life, you're trying to find a new job, you know, you're, this is, that when this happens to you, typically you do kind of lose control. It'll kind of give you a focus, a goal, a thing. When you're, when you feel, I think like you're flailing, 
bigger picture, not just really with your body goals or your diet. Now, other option is this could be dieting fatigue, in which case that's the fucking worst thing in the world we could do. If you are like, holy shit, I have been on this train and you do kind of allude to this in the question itself. I've been doing this for a long time now and I'm still not what I want to do. But okay, why don't we take the pressure off, bring you up to maintenance, potentially start talking about like some untracked meals every few days. Just ease the fuck up a bit until you naturally fall into the buy-in push that I was just talking about. And then off we go again. And you will get there. And as we said in the last five, the time is passing anyway. So don't be hard on yourself and impatient with it. You're doing it. You're doing a fucking fantastic job. Trust us. We're professional coaches and we're so impressed by you as a client. Um, And the third option, there was a third one, but I don't know where it's gone now. Can't remember now. <laughs> Emma? <laughs> think of a third option um, I think the thing I'll say because this has been coming up every couple of weeks to a month with Samantha recently mm-hmm. and I already kind of done the pep talk of because what you said here is like I just want it done it's never going to be done like mm-hmm. the difference between you and a deficit and you at maintenance just really isn't that much like if you're fatigued now and you're like I'm bopping around maintenance like it's not dieting fatigue because you're not in a deficit right so like it's not physiological dieting fatigue it might be like psychological but really that needs to change like mentally the way that you do the way that you're approaching this and I think you do do that most of the time and I don't know whether you've been able to do that more for the exercise and activity side and maybe it's a bit harder with the dieting side but I think part of it is the way that you're talking to yourself of I need to do this I have to do this like realistically even if you did take Chloe's first option of let's really push let's lose that last whatever it is get you in a healthy BMI range your normal life is going to look very similar to what it is now because that will probably be around where your new maintenance is if not potentially depending on how much you've got to lose a little bit lower on the calorie side so at some point whether you push that down the road or not you're going to have to learn how to live and enjoy your life at around this energy intake and expenditure and and so much of that is psychology of like is this a total slog or is this something that I get to do and it is by the way completely normal and completely inevitable that all of us even at maintenance even Chloe and I will have days where we're like this just feels like freaking hard work and I can't be bothered but much like you'll have days where probably a bad example for you at the moment but like you don't want to go to work or you can't be bothered to show up for that, but you still have to show up anyway. And you're not always going to be motivated. And there probably isn't that like incredible, you know, and I know you've experienced this for weeks and weeks at a time where you do feel great and you are loving every workout and you are really enjoying your nutrition and you have nailed good balance. And then there'll be other times where you don't feel like that. And maybe there are other things going on, like maybe you're not sleeping as well, which might very well be the case if you're up, you know, worrying about things and, that impacts your sleep and your mood and your motivation to do these things. And then it does feel like you're forcing yourself to do it and you're not enjoying it as much. I would probably look more at those things. Like how is your sleep? Are you doing the basic things to make you feel good? Cause when you feel good, all this is easy. Like genuinely when you're in a good mood, like when I'm in a good mood, my work capacity is double. Yes. Training is easy. And have energy for everything and I'm saying yes to everything and I'm busy as hell but I'm in a good mood and everything like just feels like it's slotted into place and even when it doesn't it just feels good right 
I feel like that's maybe what we need to focus on, right? Are you doing the right thing? Are you taking all the boxes? Are you getting outside in the morning? Do you have a consistent sleeping routine? Do you have a consistent time when you're eating and when you're not eating? Like, I think that's probably underrated for a lot of people as well. Are you, you know, you fitting in with your circadian rhythm, like all these kind of things, I think, how do we optimize how you feel? Because being in a bit of a deficit will be easy when you feel good. I completely agree with that. I think that is, um, that that speaks to all of us. And we all know, like I was just saying, when you go into the gym and you're like, I'm in a bad mood. And the last thing I want to do is train. I'm in a bad mood. So fuck it. I'm in a bit like, it's such a good point. Are you doing enough to take care of that side of things, which often will have a ripple effect on you doing the things that you're frustrated that you're not currently doing now. So I think that's such a good point, Emma. Well done. There you go. There's your option three. Yeah, there's option three. Um, and she does say it's definitely the nutrition steps and workouts are fine and good habits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Hi, I've been doing the same kettlebell workouts since the start. I enjoy them. Should I be switching up or can I stick to it? No, if you enjoy them, you can stick to them. I think we've got a few more on the back end that we can throw in there if you want. I mean, it also, again, as per usual, you know, depends it what results you're after if you're enjoying them and you're getting the results you want to see great why change um and i'm fine with that modality of training but if you're enjoying them but not seeing the results you want to see then yeah we should probably talk about the other workouts mm-hmm. up to date okay we only have one more question oh um Natisha's just saying more please more what workout kettlebell workout oh, fine um yeah we've got so many on the back end i just uploaded the ones that i wrote but i think emma's written a few from rounds past as don't, well don't write kettlebell workouts me that no way. i don't well so no i think when we did when we started in lockdown we had some options because some of our yeah, clients had... everyone has kettlebells no one had to remember we had that big rant and <laughs> really upset people yeah they got really so they... Why they have kettlebells? i was like i don't i just think dumbbells are better jeez because they are better yeah like and they're way more aerodynamic yeah, <laughs> yeah. um okay zoe bagshot hey both i'm loving your work so and I'm loving my second round. I hope Bodhi is on the up. Croup is scary. Steroids are a godsend. Yeah. It's actually scary how many people message me like, and I'm not, oh, maybe I should, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Um, how many people message me really bad advice for what to do when your kid has croup. And it's like, you sh- if they can't breathe, you should probably get them some into, into see a doctor or A&E quickly. So that what did they, they can- say? Just, they'll be fine. <laughs> I don't really want to say because people have been so nice. I don't want to... I don't I don't want to shit on their parade, but there's been some really old, outdated advice thrown my yeah, way. You like you're not shitting on anyone, but like give the right advice now. So what so you should go to AE, right? No, so, so old outdated advice would be to sit in a hot, steamy room, like to run a bath or run a shower really hot and sit. And that doesn't work and doesn't solve the problem. And it's actually advised by medical professionals not to do that. Uh, basically her larynx swells up to such an extent she needs steroids she couldn't breathe it was awful like she I was watching her she just couldn't breathe she couldn't and she was so hysterical she was making it worse and it was fucking awful thank god I knew what it was because my nephews had it so I, I went through my panic when I watched him go through it 
So thank God I knew what it was. And I was like, okay, and I waited. I tried to comfort her. And after 30, 40 seconds, it wasn't. And I was like, fuck this, we're going to A&E. They give her steroids. It's like a solution. It relaxes the larynx. It um, it calms it calms down. And she she was, she's still really ill, but she was fine. Like she could breathe, she could sleep. It was fine. Um, anyway, so then Dr. Mike messaged me today. I'm going to put this on my story so that people know. And was like, actually, so I also was following old school advice that it's like, oh, she has a barking cough. She has croup. She'll probably be fine if she's not, we'll take her to A&E. And he was like, well, now the advice is that as soon as you hear that cough, which I knew she'd had for the full day, you go to the doctor straight away and they give steroids straight away. So that doesn't happen because it's fucking dangerous. I don't actually think the mortality rate's that high. I think it's like one in 30,000, but still it's dangerous. Your child can't breathe. Anyway, so- I didn't know that. So I'm going to put that up because I don't think anyone knows that. Well, that's complete bullshit. Sorry. But I haven't had one message from anyone other than Dr. Mike saying that. And I've had hundreds. And I'd also just like to end this by saying thank you to everyone who sent me really nice messages. And I do completely understand the school of thought. It's like, we all child's in hospital. And I don't disagree. And it's not a sentence I haven't said before. Why are you taking a photo? Like what? But actually at the time of the photos being taken, we'd already been in hospital five hours. She'd been administered the medication. We were literally after the first hour, just waiting a following four for a doctor to be available to come and give her the all clear to go. Um, so she was absolutely fine by the time I took and put those photos up. Um, I do understand that people thought that I was just randomly photographing my poorly baby for Instagram likes, but I really wasn't. And I really appreciate the amount of support I got because I felt a bit guilty and weird about it. And then I got so much support and it made me feel really calm and happy. So thank you. Anyway, I've been talking for 17 minutes. So let's <laughs> move back on to the live. Okay. <laughs> um... Joe's saying it's stress on the heart of not being able to breathe that causes the mortality. There you go. Um, Okay, Teresa, I've had, sorry, I've had some of the best workouts and even PBs on poor sleep by getting my sorry ass to the gym and thinking I'll just do what I can. Yeah. Sometimes they do end up really good ones, don't they? I don't, when I'm not sleeping, funnily not so much the poor sleep but yeah yeah. my legs shake like I try it like in my squats my legs shake in my RDLs my legs shake and I I even like get in my own head even when I'm like just unracking the bar I'm like it just feels dangerous like it all feels very dangerous I actually hit a squat PB well since having Bodhi today which was exciting what did you squat 80 fucking 80 yeah, that's good for me. That's really good for me. I only did four reps, but still, I was proud because um, I was a hot guy in the gym, wasn't it? <laughs> There's an even hotter girl in the gym who I'm completely in love with. I want to make friends with her, but I, no, <laughs> I don't make friends in the gym. Um, okay, anything else? Because we've got one more question and we're done. Uh, no, we're upset. Okay. Hi, both. I'm just loving your work. Oh, I did that. We did this bit. Quick question on the gym leg workout. So, Emma, this is for you. When I'm doing weighted lunges, do I do 10 reps per leg for three rounds or 10 reps total per round? I'm hoping it's 10 reps per round. It will say in the notes, if not, it's total reps. Um, To be honest, though, and I mean, I say this saying I would probably still rather the lower reps, but lower reps means heavier weight 
like it, it's not necessarily easier to do the lower reps you'll just have to lift heavier okay we've got one more that's literally just come in while we've been on live oh my god um, question coming live <laughs> coming live Coming straight to you again, Emma. Rebecca Burford. Hi, guys. I've started getting healthy to prepare for perimenopause, and I've done well so far. I've just been given my HRT patches. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I should change or bear in mind? I've read up on all the side effects and nothing jumped out on me. In terms of exercise, no. If anything, you should start feeling a bit better and recovering better. If your estrogen has dropped and you're now replacing that, you'll have a better recovery ability so yeah nothing nothing but and by the way that sometimes this seems like I don't know like lazy advice but this is also how doctors will diagnose menopause because it's so inaccurate to do blood tests I know everyone just wants like a simple test for it but it's so inaccurate um if they're trying to figure out if you're in perimenopause they will look at your symptoms and we do exactly the same tell us what you're struggling with and we'll help you find solutions there isn't anything like you can or can't do just because you're perimenopausal. But when, if you have any symptoms, talk to us, tag us in the group, and we will come up with solutions for you. Perfecto. All right, great. Right, we'll be back Friday. Friday at four. Guys, please can you put some questions under the post because we really do fall back on them. So yeah, we would like to have at least five to 10. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is some of the questions in the group would be really good as podcast questions. So yeah, when you're asking them, just try and think, might, might this be better on the podcast so we can elaborate a little bit more, give you a bit of a pep talk. That'd be good. 100%. Rebecca's just saying, bring this training on. I can already feel less tired. Sorry. I already feel less tired. Doc just really asked about my cycle length. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they'll do. They'll look at um irregular cycle and then any symptoms mm -hmm. and obviously your age for likelihood and samantha's just saying love you and we also love you love you